When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As you can hear, tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It is Wednesday, and I'm back with another brand new, fresh episode of TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the game. We are here to break down the tea and discuss some of the biggest news in the, uh, you know, in the headlines and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this messy hot tea. Please welcome multimedia personality talk show host. Are you in a tux? <laughs> Funky Donnie, are you getting married? I am. Listen, I'm trying to get into the Christmas spirit. It's a couple of days before Christmas. I, you know, I want a rich and prosperous New Year. So I just figured I put on my rich and prosperous clothes tonight and just put some symbolic energy out there so I could get all the gifts on Christmas. <laughs> Can't do with a tux. Okay. And please welcome brand strategist and talk show host Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Uh, what's going on, Claudia? Is that a shirt underneath or is that an ascot? <laughs> I only have one eye fixed, so I'm just just making sure. Stop talking about my clothes. I'm trying to get in the Christmas spirit. This is the, the shirt. You got the poinsettias behind you as well. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. And I'm your host, Claudia Jordan. What's up, y'all? How's everybody feeling tonight? Y'all drinking? I am feeling really good. I got me a little Bacardi and lemonade, Bacardi uh, Superior Rum and lemonade, so I'm doing pretty good tonight. Oh, you yeah, got fancy yeah. tonight, huh? I'm trying to get in the Christmas spirit, you know. Look at you. That's good. That's Look at good. God. Okay, <laughs> Al, are you sipping tonight or no? I didn't have a chance to grab anything tonight. I just got in from work, so I'm having like a seltzer water, pretending like it's champagne. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna drink after this because I'm I'm uh, on set. I'm uh, doing a show out here, so I'm I'll, I'm gonna get to it before I go to this other thing. But um, it's almost Christmas. We got a couple days left. Yeah. Y'all get your Christmas shopping done early or are y'all last minute shoppers? No, I'm last, last minute. minute. I'm a last minute and uh, I'm going up to Tampa where the bulk of my immediate family is on Christmas Eve. And I'm hoping I get there in time enough to just swing by the local Target. And if it ain't at Target, it ain't going to get got. <laughs> that, that is Come my on, plan man. right now. So you expect, you want Gucci as gifts and, and LV, but you are giving them all Target. Oh, is that man. what I'm hearing from you? Well, I mean, from family, yeah, from y'all, Gucci and LV, but for the family, you know, those people got kids, so I take little le- lesser gifts from people with children. Y'all got disposable income. Oh, so <laughs> Al, we're getting shamed for right, choosing right, right. to be responsible and not have kids. Fucker, <laughs> you can always shop online. You know, I, I don't know how to do that. What? Like, you know, I get a couple things from Amazon, but I'm not big on the whole place a whole order and go pick it up. Or I still like the taste, touch, smell, see my items mm. or whatever. So, yeah. You giving us very much helpless, helpless, rich white women can't do anything. I just can't do it. It's just too confusing. Al, you got your shopping done? No. Really? I got two days. We got two days though, right? I, I mean... <laughs> last minute i mean quiet as it's kept with the outbreak of this omicron we honestly really don't be needing to go nowhere that's a good reason to not buy gifts but that's you know what i'm saying christmas was canceled last year and my homegirl just called me she's from cleveland ohio she said they got a sickening outbreak of the the omicron oh wow and you know now i'm expected to drive up 75 in the turnpike to go to tampa and a large part of me is feeling like i need to stay my ass home to be honest, I'm in well, LA I, right now and it is looking real somber out here. Like it's, of course, it never really recovered here. Uh, I mean, you need a vaccination card just to go into a restaurant and it's still, you know, they, ne- they can't make people in LA sit down. What were we going to say, Al? No, I was going to say, you know, 
luckily, you know, I have the next two days. I'll have Thursday and I'll have Friday to try to get as much shopping done as possible. So there's still hope. Well, speaking of Christmas shopping, it seems like a lot more people are, in fact, you know, Christmas shopping online. Uh, Online shopping is mainly for convenience, but for many, it's to avoid being victims of crime when it comes to shopping at malls or leaving your bags in the car. Uh, You know, people have been really running up in these malls, doing these smash and grabs. They get people in the parking lot. They snatching chains. They snatching purses. Does this affect any of y'all? Well, Q, you said you don't online shop, but you don't really prefer to do the online shopping yet. But Al, do you prefer online shopping now because of all the stuff that's happening or no? No, I'm still like old school. You know, Mm -hmm. I I like going in and seeing what I'm buying, making sure it's the right shape, you know, that that it is what it says it is. I just got, I've been gotten so much by trying stuff online, especially ordering from Instagram. You know, those little ads on Instagram and then when it arrives, it looks totally different. It's usually smaller. I'm not very good at that yet. Even even shopping online, even when I grocery shop online, the wrong size comes because I guess I don't know ounces. And I, it's just so much easier for me to go in a grocery store, see the ounce that I like, grab it and go. I guess someone apparently has never jaded a drug dealer. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think I think the good part for me, um, because I am a rich white woman. You know, I'm at the mall at 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock in the morning. The thieves ain't up that early. They they, <laughs> they get in the five o'clock crowd and the weekend crowd. I'm in there with the yoga moms and the soccer mom crowd. So oh I, I haven't really been worried about that. Normally when I'm in the mall, it, it's not too crowded because most people are at work. But okay. I will tell you this. I will tell you this, Claudia. This is the first time that I've ever been like really concerned like at, because you know, guys, I take public transportation. So this is one of the first times I've ever been concerned, like standing on the platform, you know, cause I dress up, you know, for work or whatever. And, you know, it's real, like people be getting too close. You, you have your wallet, you have your bag. I'm like, nah, this is the first time I've ever been like, ever, ever, ever been like super conscious, like an aware. And it's because of everything that's going on. When I was young, my aunt, I would have my little fake jewelry, you know, and I was a teenager. My aunt's like, don't wear that stuff in Brooklyn because we're in New York. And I was like, no one's ever going to bother me. And I really went through life feeling safe. Nothing's ever happened. But now, like, I really have had second thoughts about how I present myself when I'm I'm in public, especially by myself, because something's going down right now. Speaking of going down, the holiday season never fails, right, to make toxic exes think it's a good time to try to come back and slide back in with that you know that 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 happy holidays just thinking about you text well the random merry christmas texts are the only things you have to you know be aware of here are eight crazy ex behaviors that always happen around christmas holidays all right let's get into it creepy reminiscing thought about you this made me think about you uh desperate attempts to get back together you know i I can't stop thinking about how uh, uh, us Returning of old presents, inappropriate reminders that it's cuddle weather, wishing your friends and family happy holidays, reaching out to your mama so your mama can call you and be like, you know, that was a good person at you today. Uh That happens. Sending you gifts. You can do that. Showing up to holiday parties they know you're going to be attending and sending photos of you two together during past holidays. So, fellas, what are your thoughts on these tactics and how do you avoid getting sucked back into a toxic relationship during the holiday seasons? So I don't have to worry about that because I'm, I'm, you know, one thing Iyana Van Zandt taught me very good and I will always credit her for is boundaries. Like boundaries, me, boundaries and other people, I can honestly tell you I have aced that exam. It's not a problem for me. Um, of all the ones you read though, Claudia, number one isn't a problem for me. The whole, you know, thinking of you, this time of year made me think of you. Um, because I'm guilty of that. You know what I'm saying? I, I will send somebody from my past that. And just because we're not together no more doesn't mean I don't necessarily wish you the best. Or I think about the times that we had that were good. And all the rest of those, yeah, I can see how those are toxic. But I don't have a problem with the I'm thinking of you because I tend to get those birthdays, Christmas, those two. I tend to get those. I don't mind. I actually like them. I do too. Especially when they especially when they come from someone that meant something to me at some point and I hadn't heard from him in like six or eight months, it just makes you smile and you take a 
trip down memory lane. <laughs> I have a problem with because it's over. It's like you're dead. No, you're not dead. It just didn't work out. We can still be adults. Al, what do you think about the list and toxic exes? Are people coming back into your life around the holidays? Well, I usually get I usually get a lot of attention around the holidays because I used I used to give the best gifts. I don't care what anybody say. If you ever dated me, you got the best gifts at Christmas. As you guys know, I love Christmas and I love making people happy. So I usually do get a lot of attention around Christmas time, remembering when, you know, when I when we would go out and I do the whole sleigh ride. I do the horse rides in Park Central Park. I do all the romantic stuff, champagne. Like I'm just that dude, right? So of course, Christmas time is a is a big time for people to reminisce and call me, and I like it because it's much easier. I probably have more sex during the the month of December in the first of January than the rest. I'm not like funky. <laughs> how much How much sex have you had this uh, December? <laughs> Well, th this is different because it's still kind of COVID. Mm. It's still kind of COVID, but I'm definitely getting like the texts. I'm getting like pictures, you know, especially the office parties. You know, when you work in corporate America, you get the whole uh, uh, corporate party circuit, if you would. So, you know, Merrill Lynch has their, their Christmas party. Goldman Sachs has their Christmas party. The, the CPA firms and the law firms have their Christmas party. So you do your circuit. So you, you get to see the same people that you've been hanging out with frolicking with you know how it works it's like you know it's new york city so well, it's a bit would, different now that i'm in new i would just like to point out one thing because i cannot let you off the line thinking <laughs> any better than me because baby let me tell you something there is no difference between you getting 30 20 or 30 people in in a matter of 30 days or me doing two or three a month when you aggregate them all it's the same number. so don't so you sit your high you know, yellow ass it, up there and think you any better than me because you got all your little red sweater you. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that we know is that degree in economics for Florida State University still ain't taught you how to count you wish you had two a month. You have two a day. You. <laughs> well, we're not going to get into a conversation into who the biggest hoe is. We're going to take a quick commercial break on <laughs> that. You might win according to Nene, but go ahead. <laughs> Ask a bitch that knows me. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more after this. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. I'm your girl, Claudia Jordan. I'm joined by Funky Dineva and Al Reynolds. And before we went to break, we had a little talk about who the biggest hoe is. And you <laughs> tried it. And might I add, I've been the only one in a relationship on this panel in the last three years. Okay. Mr. Two Fucks, Mr. Two Smashes a Week. Here's the thing. You always want to talk about these last three years. But what about the 27 years before these? I've days? always been in a relationship, okay, girl. Man, my gosh, girl, you, you better you one little piece of man. You, no, 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 no. Get you a man. Get you a man and talk to me about being in a relationship. How about that? Okay. I've always been a relationship, girl. You will not slander me on this show. That's what you ain't about to do. Okay. With your little loose booty. Okay, the holidays. Because that thing is, there's no elasticity with the fucking you've been doing. Okay, anyway. What you say about the trend? The trend is worn off of that thing. Oh, Lord. I be letting y'all come for me and smiling through it and being kind. It's not happening anymore. Let's get into these stories, goddammit. Try to come from my morality. All right, the holidays are also a lonely time for people who have gone through a breakup. Have you ever been through a heartbreak during the holidays? And how do you deal with that? Let's go to UQ first. No. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I've only been in two really serious relationships in my life. Have you I'm been heartbroken before? Um, no. Have you been in love before? Uh, Oprah says doubt means no. So I thought I was, but now that I'm older and I look back on it, it probably wasn't. Damn. So maybe, would you like to be in love? Um, again, I don't know because I've told y'all this time and time again, in my real life, I have no real example of healthy relationship. That's honest. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody I know that got a man or a wife is trying to get rid of them or is cheating on them. So for me, to be honest with you, I really do not see the benefit of relationship. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I know. Al, what do you think about that? Oh, I don't know. I think, kind of I think you know, but he is still young, though. I mean, Funky's living his best life. You know, he's like a cat. He has nine lives. He just keeps reinventing and keeps reinventing, and he and he burns the candle on both ends. So it's like it hasn't settled in with him yet. 
you know, you get to a point where all that stuff starts to get old and you're like, you want to see the same person. You know, you want a cheerleader that is just a cheerleader for you. So I think he's got time. Just the stability. What, have, what, what about you and your relationship now? Have you ever had a breakup around the holiday times? <clears throat> well, I clearly, <laughs> I got a divorce around the holidays, uh, which was uh, tragic. Um, so, yeah. It's so interesting that you say that, Claudia, because I'm the type of guy that usually um, I'm in the relationship. Usually I the person loves me more than I love them. Mm -hmm. You know, in every dynamic, there's one person that loves more than the other. So mm -hmm. most of the relationships, I would say 99 percent of the relationships that I've been in, that person has loved me more than I love them. Not to say that I didn't love them, but that person has always loved me more than I love them. So. Q, I know you want to ask him. No, I got nothing to ask. It's just, it's just funny because even that statement alone lends itself to like my feelings of just not having time for none of it. You know what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. it, the imbalance of power. It's best if you get with somebody that love you more than you love them because they treat you right. Well, then what happens if I end up being the one that loves more than the other person loves me? Then am I the damn fool in the relationship? It's just... You know what, there, there was a line in Scandal that changed my life when Cyrus said to Fitz about him wanting to be in love and, and, and sail off to Vermont with Olivia Polk. He said, all men aren't meant to be happy. Some men are meant to be great. And I honestly think my calling on this life is greater than relationship. Like I just think there's a bigger calling over my life than being in love with somebody's nappy-headed son and cohabitating <laughs> in the house. I honestly do feel that way. Like I've even had to go through therapy to sort through, is there something wrong with me because I don't dream in the color of relationship? I don't sit around at home thinking I'm defunct or broken because I'm not in a relationship. I don't ever be at home wishing somebody was here. I don't ever walk around and be like, oh, I wish I had what they have. Like, I really feel complete and whole single. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've had several friends I thought like that said they were, they, they were anti-marriage and kids. And they were like, I'm totally fine as is. And then they met someone that changed that. And but I'm that open to it. If that mm -hmm. happens, I am so open to it. But I promise you, I don't walk this planet like, oh, God, please send me a man. Like, I'm good. Well, for some people that, you know, makes them depressed. And holidays put a little, you know, extra on that, you know, and cold weather and the stress of the holidays. A lot of people find themselves in a depression, you know, for some reason, the holidays can trigger that for people who've been depressed. So seasonal <laughs> depression is actually a clinical depression that manifests in the fall. It can go all the way up until the early spring. Have mm -hmm. y'all ever dealt with this? Not having to do with relationships exclusively, but just just generally seasonal depression. Now, 100 percent. Yes. I already outside of the seasons suffer with depression and anxiety, period, mm -hmm. hard stop. But also being a Miami boy, we don't have seasonal changes here. So I spent the first 17 of years of my life with two seasons, hot and hurricane. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then when mm -hmm. I went away to college, which was at Florida State University in Northern Florida, and then subsequently moved to Atlanta, yes, in the fall, it started getting darker. It started getting colder. And from fall through winter, yeah, I'm very down and very solemn or whatever. And it's mm -hmm. weird because I'm back in Miami right now and we are, we're in the dead of winter. Um, and I'm fine because, hell, it's still summer here. Serotonin. Al, thoughts on this? Seasonal depression. <clears throat> Have you ever been seriously depressed? It's a good question. Seriously depressed, probably so, but seasonal depression, I don't think I've ever experienced that. I do go through what I would think, you know, moments like recently, I didn't, I feel like what's up with the moon and the stars? Like I've been like anxiety ridden. I've been nervous about stuff. I haven't been happy at work, you know, stuff like that. I go through that, but you know, usually after a couple of days or a week, I'll shake it. But I don't think I've gone through seasonal depression where I've been in a depressed state for more than, you know, 30 or 60 days. Well, that's good. I definitely, I think once you struggle with serious depression, there are things in the seasons that can absolutely trigger it. Like trigger it. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I definitely went through my time where I was suicidal and I actually had a plan of what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And it got stopped because of my cats. I didn't want to take everybody out in the house. So um, I used to have to be very careful around holidays and just conscious. And that's just not about just just holidays. But since we're talking Mm -hmm. about the holiday season, as soon as I feel it coming, I got to check it right away or I will allow myself to get to that that slippery slope. So it's like as soon as I start feeling that feeling of. Um worthlessness or not feeling valuable or my thing comes I have a lot of issues with like betrayal and people betraying me and abandonment and coming for me and because I feel like I'm a good person so when it happens I'm like how can you do me like that I care about you I've done this for you and that's something I have to try to work on because I can't let someone else affect what goes inside of me Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's been hard to do. And so holidays, I try to stay happy. And, you know, again, I told you, I said, you know, this used to be a very depressing time for me, but I got, I think just being conscious of it. It's half the battle. So you can check yourself and get around people that can help you or it's funky for you get in the sun and get that serotonin and, and, and get out of that environment. Mm-hmm. So you can stop it before you get there. Cause we're seeing on the news, right? We cover these stories every week, more and more stories of people just doing erratic life-changing life-ending things because of depression you know it's real i mean that's why i I, that's why you know i'm not ashamed to say that i do counseling i've been doing counseling for a long time so you know i like i said i use my my therapist as a life coach so when i do find myself backed up against my own mental issues or emotional issues that coach helps me you know get back on track and, you know, it's a cognitive exercise. Sometimes if we smell something that's going to trigger me to go left, cognitively, I immediately just go right. So so hopefully people that are watching this, you know, that may be going through it. Um, hopefully this conversation, I mean, some of your people that you see us as, you know, uh, indestructible or nah, they don't have it like that. We do have it like that. We have it just like you and we're the same. So soon as, uh, our tips, I guess, getting out of that environment being cognitive of it and, and trying to make a change that can get you at least to a safe place or a happier place so you can get out of that funk. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right y'all, I want to take a quick commercial break. Thanks for sharing those uh, very real, very real and, and, and important uh, thoughts on that. We can take a quick break. We'll be back with more TGIF after. All right, guys, welcome back to TGIF. I'm your girl, Claudia Jordan with Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Now we are talking hey, about hey, Christmas. Hey. Huh, what'd you say? I said, hey, 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 Mary. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm in a real echoey room. So uh, it just sounds like you said like five other things. But okay, y'all, Christmas is upon us. And, uh, you know, for some people, winter is a chance for the fashionistas of the world to show up their cozy yet chic outfits. Some people live for fall because they can put on their leather and their furs and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm a summer girl. I like to be like less clothes, the better and just have that sun on my skin. Uh, do y'all have a favorite cold weather outfit that you can't wait to wear or a cold weather look? Q, does this really apply to you? Yeah, you get cold-ish, right? Not really. And so, uh, again, and I know y'all going to get tired of me reiterating, I'm from <laughs> Miami. I just don't have that cold thing in my DNA, despite the fact that I did four years of college in Tallahassee, and I did a decade in Atlanta. That bug still never got on me. I am a Miami, Florida boy to my heart. I am an Old Navy t-shirt and a guest jean short flip-flop guy through and through uh cold weather is uncomfortable for me layers of clothing make me itch i just don't care for it and i never learned the fall fashion or in the winter fashion when i get cold i just put on anything i can find to be warm it's not my ministry okay al i think it's your ministry though because you Uh seem to like that i love it all i love you know i love it all i love leather I love cashmere. I love fur. I love suede. I love layering. I like light jackets, heavy jackets, long jackets, short jackets. I love hats. I love scarves. I love cashmere scarves, cotton scarves, (laughs) mink scarves. I love gloves. I love leather gloves, cashmere gloves. I I, I love the winter. I just don't like it like super cold, like Chicago cold. Like when I was walking down Michigan Avenue and my my tear ducts in my eyes were froze. I don't like that, but I do like the winter. I enjoy seasons. I enjoy the fall. Let me ask you a question. (laughs) Who 
want to have sex with somebody after they don't took all that damn shit off and you up <laughs> there smelling like hot mayonnaise. Like, I just, <laughs> no. <laughs> so cute. I, I don't think I smell like hot mayonnaise when I take <laughs> off my clothes. Okay. Away, and you got on all these cashmere's and hats and it was the gloves that just sent me through. I could just see your ass now high stepping through DC looking like a debutante <laughs> with your gloves on about to be revealed to the world. I look like I can have all of that. I forgot I love corduroy. I love all the winter fabrics. It's just, I love the colors of wind. I love the colors too. I love like browns. I like chocolates. I like caramel. I mean, yeah. And I, I love it. Christmas too. Y'all, you guys are like the bomb bugs. I love Christmas. I love wearing red. I'm a Kappa. Like, like it's just, it all I comes together to me in the fall. <laughs> I wonder for Christmas if the Kappa's gonna reimburse them people they funds that their man stole across from all of them. <laughs> How much was it? 30 don't million? Start, don't Three start. million? It wasn't 30 million. Don't start. Do not start. Do not start. <laughs> I like seeing it on other people, but I'm I'm also, I'm, I'm with Q. I'm, I'm not into the winter fashions because I'm just not that great at it. And I'm just miserable. If it's cold outside, I'm just miserable. So I'm a person, I love to celebrate Christmas in warm weather. The first year I moved to LA in 1997, it was 80 degrees on Christmas. And I'm like, I can rock with this, especially from coming from Rhode Island, where it's mushy, it's wet, it's it's dreary, it's gray for like five, six months. I, I, there's all different kinds of ways you can celebrate Christmas. It can Wait be in warm weather. Claudia, you look like you could rock a fur, a short fur, a long fur. Oh, I can rock it. I just don't want to. You don't like it. You I just I, your face be cold still. Your nose is cold. The ears, earmuffs. I've never worn a fur before. Um, I'm 38 years old, and I, I don't think I've ever stuck my arms in a real fur coat before ever. <laughs> I've had bad experiences with 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 cold weather. When I was a kid in Rhode Island, like we didn't have ice skates because we was poor, so we was like. We was with the little children of the neighborhood. We went to a like a frozen lake. It wasn't all the way frozen. And my leg went through the lake and I almost died. So I had to walk home with my leg frostbitten and let that thing defrost. Have y'all ever had a defrost had to defrost your leg? You know how painful that is? Never I don't I don't mess with the cold weather no more. All right, y'all. Let's get into red flags and relationships because okay. we talked about people kind of reaching out to y'all during the holidays. What kind of red how much of a red flag is it if your significant other? You know, they want to spend time with their holiday in the holidays with their family and they don't invite you. What are your thoughts on that? You know what? It 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 totally depends on the dynamics, right? Because um, you know, certain people have family. Like what happens if you want to go to your mama house and he want to go to his mama house? And y'all and, and, and y'all's respective families live in two different places. And both of y'all feel about Christmas the way Al does. It means that the, the only compromise is one person goes with the other person and they're miserable because they're missing out on all of their Christmas uh, family activities and stuff. Or y'all, you know, separate and go apart. And, and again, I'm very progressive when it comes to stuff like that. That wouldn't bother me, especially if I don't want to go. If I don't want to be bothered with you and your mammy and your smoking uncle and your messy sister, you go ahead. And I'm going to go on over here and cha-cha slide with my people. And I'll see you at New Year's Eve, baby. That part. Okay. Al, your thoughts? Is that a red flag if your significant other doesn't want, doesn't invite you to go with their family to celebrate? Um, Of course. I think that's a red flag. Unless it's a conversation that you've had before or... I mean, I think it's a red flag, man. And if you if they can't take you home for Christmas, then that means somebody at home don't like you, <laughs> or he don't want you to be seen at home. And and both of those are red flags. Now I have to agree with you. If they don't invite you, if they just don't even ask you, if if you decide to you know compromise, like Q said, and one person goes with their family, one person that's another thing. But they just don't ever ask you. I'm thinking you're ashamed of me, A, you have a wife, B, or you have a relationship that you're in, or I'm not the main girl. And and I I can agree with those, but I'm I'm thinking we're talking like two people who are committed and together. Yeah, I mean. So what I've always done in my relationships and even being married is you, you just have to learn how to balance it, right? So 
you know, one of the things that we used to do is like one year I would spend Thanksgiving with my family, she would come. The next year we would spend, you know, Thanksgiving with their family. And then we would flip it in, in Christmas. So if we spent Thanksgiving with her family, we spent Christmas with mine and kind of like exchange it and do it like that. Or you just be very clever and you try to kill two birds with one stone, right? You go one place Christmas Eve, hang out Christmas Day, then the next place, you know, the day after or on the weekend or in New Year's. Exactly. All right, y'all. So let's get back into the presents. What's the tackiest or cheapest holiday gift you've ever received if you have one? Tacky or cheapest gift? Anything that I've gotten from a coworker in a damn gift exchange, whether it be dirty <laughs> Santa, or what they call it, white elephant, um, or whatever the case may be. Again, and I know this is going to sound ungrateful, but whenever you get into these dirty Santa things and white elephants, they always want to be like, you know, $25 gift or under to make it, you know, affordable for everybody. I am 38 years old. There is nothing I can do with a $28 gift out of Walgreens, okay? The type of dirty Santa I would like to play is if we did 100 gift or, or, or around that. But I recognize everybody can't do that. But them office party gifts are always the worst. And they normally end up standing in the back of my trunk. <laughs> Al? I think the tackiest gifts that I've gotten are gifts that they get from the airport. <laughs> they buy those stupid airport kiosks because they forgot, they run it late, you know, they, they picked it up there. You know, don't bring me, and this is back in the day now. Now the kiosks are nice. You can get some pretty cool stuff. But back in the day, you know, like a shot glass, uh, ashtray, you know, some crap, a, a, a bear or something like that. Like mm, anything that comes out of customs or out of an airport, anything that comes out of a convenience store down the road from where you stay is a bad gift. You know, like lighters, that crap that they be displaying right by the register. Right. All of that is a bad idea. You wait I, to the last minute, cut it out, don't even do it. I feel you on the stuffed animals. I'm a 48-year-old woman. <laughs> Even when I was 15, I did not want a stuffed animal. Do not give me that trash. And the worst is the $25 Visa gift card. Keep that. <laughs> oh, I'll take those. I'll hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more show right after this. Yeah. Welcome back to TGIF on this Wednesday, the last Wednesday before Christmas. We're talking about all things Christmas, gifts, tacky gifts, good gifts, bad gifts, depression, all kinds of things. So uh, let's get into this. According to uh, CNBC, here are six tips to help you create a holiday budget that you can actually live with. Keep your spending budget clear and concise. Trim travel expenses by road tripping. Find a travel buddy. Assess last year's holiday spending. Understand buy now, pay later terms and keep track of your spending. How do y'all budget around the holidays or is it just a free for all and you just swipe that card and worry about it later? Al? You know, I love Christmas. I, I'm not good at budgeting around Christmas. I am really bad at it. Like I really want to make everybody happy. So I'm probably the worst at budgeting around Christmas. But what I've started to do is I've started to create a Christmas fund. So I'm getting much better as I get older. So I have a Christmas fund that I contribute to all year long. So that by the time there's Christmas, I have a little bit of disposable income. So I'm not like I have been in the past, running up my credit card, you know, spending way too much and then suffering the first two or three months of the new year, trying to start over and do great things, but I'm, I'm in debt. So that's kind of what I do now. That's a good idea. I remember those Christmas clubs back in the day that banks had. It was like $25 yeah. a week. And then by the time Christmas yeah. came, you actually had a nice little amount. Yeah. Q, I know Al thinks we're bar humbugs and we're grouches and we're, we're <laughs> riches. Do you budget out for Christmas or not? For me, I actually, I don't budget. Um, when I do buy, I buy from the heart. Luckily for me, the people that are closest to me are very simple people. So someone like my sister, she would enjoy uh, a Wi-Fi family-sized uh, uh, crock pot. 
Do you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's along the lines of something that she would like. So that would be, you know, an 80 to $125 gift. The kids, on the other hand, they're children. I can go to Target and pick up a couple boxes of slime, a couple boxes of Play-Doh. You know, I have this thing. My sister doesn't know that I do it. But I do this thing where I kind of buy the messiest toys with the most glitter and confetti <laughs> just to annoy the adults. Oh, I can yeah. go pick no, up a no, lot of stuff no, no, no. like that. You're a terrible uncle. But then, you know, oh. and I do it just to piss off the adults, my own little sick, twisted, you know, mind. Um, the people around me are very simple. So it, it doesn't break the bank. Um, and I tend to try to buy people things that I think that they would actually like. And because they're simple, it doesn't require me to spend a lot. But I will say when it comes to the kids, um, I literally get the basket and I go up and down the shelves of Target and anything that I see that I think I would have wanted at their age, I throw it in the basket and just let the price fall with See, I, I just wish I had it that easy. I swear I do. Like when, you, when you're a banker, when you have clients, like you have to get your clients gifts. They supported you. Like, you know, like you can't just get them a Target gift. You got to get them a really nice gift. Like, you know, like a piece of a, a book or a candle, something that, that means something, something from Tiffany's. You know, you got to really like make them feel appreciated as a client, right? Because they spend a lot of money with you. So just, just that alone freaks me out, you know? Yeah. And then on top of that, you have family. And then on top of that, you have the people that refer you business that you want to make sure you take care of. Then you also want to take care of the people that brought you, you know, new opportunities, like all of that type of stuff kind of plays into my psyche when it comes to Christmas and, and buying gifts. I wish I could go to like Target or Walmart and just like be like, OK, here, let's get them all in one place. But and, and that's why I say Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I just feel like there's so much unnecessary anxiety and pressure we put on ourselves to make these people. Is it good enough did I, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves. And I, I, I saw something in the online, an article about, you know, families just putting themselves in debt every single year to celebrate Christmas. And then they really have to spend the majority of January and February trying to catch up for that mm -hmm. one day. Uh, all right, y'all. So moving on, I want to get your thoughts on a post that I came across by the uh, spiritual world. The post says, could you date someone who says they're waiting for marriage before having sex? I know the answer for both of y'all, but let's just get into this conversation. What are your thoughts on this about people who still say in 2021, they want to wait for, for marriage to have sex? <laughs> it's going to be a short segment. It's that, that, that to me, it, it's, it's so primitive. It's so antiquated. You know, I even saw a post the other day where a woman was talking about the whole uh, concept and notion of virginity doesn't even exist. You know what I'm saying? That virginity is not even a real thing. That it's, you know, something that, again, men created to place this whole veil of virtuosity over women and to control them. And it just really left my mind thinking this whole sex before marriage thing. I mean, listen, I'm not going to take away what anybody's religious beliefs are. Um, if you believe it, have at it, do you, I'm not judging you, but that would never work for me. I'm too advanced sexually. I'm too sex positive. It's something that I require, according to y'all on a daily damn basis or whatever. Um, and marriage is something for me that that's very serious. Like I'm not marrying you. Uh, we're dating at least two, three years before we even have that conversation. And I'm not waiting that long to hunt you. So all of this is garbage to me. Okay. I don't yeah. think so. I think, I mean, it depends on the person. I think it depends on the person. I, I can, I can honestly say that if, as long as we can try, this is how I would do it. Okay. I could see myself doing it that way. If we tried it or we've had an experience in the past and we're going to say, okay, we're getting married in a year. So the next year we're not going to have sex. I can see myself doing that for sure especially if I already know that the sex is decent, that it's, you know, it's good. I could, I could put myself on a, on a, on a sex budget, I guess. And so wait. you, but, but you want a free trial first. Well, I, I would say for me, that's how I would kind of have to see if it works out. I would have, it to just feels it. arbitrary and stupid, especially for people who have already had sex. You know what I'm saying? Now I can understand two people saying, 
listen, let's take it slow so we can make sure that what we have is greater than sex. I understand that. Then we can put mechanisms in place to make sure that all we're doing is not Netflixing and chilling. I can understand that. But just to come with this whole, you know, I, my last relationship ended up so bad. So the next time I get in one, I'm going to wait. It just seems dumb to me. And you already don't laid it low and spread it wide. I honestly think it's silly once you've already lost your virginity. I think the time to do it was before that, in my opinion. So don't get y'all can get mad if y'all want to, but whatever. You mean um, you mean for marriage? You mean for marriage or do you mean, I, you I mean feel, for dating in general? I feel like if you've already like you're not a virgin already, then like the next person gotta pay for what the last person did. You're like, you know what, it was so bad last time or whatever. I do have conversations with a lot of my girlfriends that say we wish, you know, there's been the conversation of like it was a waste. You know what I mean? Like you kind of throw some of it away of wasting it with people that weren't even worthy. And I sometimes there were times I was like, I wish I would have waited. But then I'm like, eh, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, that That's like kind of tricky for me, too, because I, I want to say, you know, especially when you're bisexual and it could be just sexual in general, you know, certain certain circumstances, if you do if you do it too easy and too fast it's on to the next one even myself like if 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 i conquer you too fast uh i'm on to the next one a lot so, of times it messes up progress but yeah, with people I, who can't I, handle I can, it yeah and i can see i can i can see how some people are like oh well you know we're not going to you know do it immediately like at least wait a week wait a month you know what i'm saying from the first time we met or whatever i can see that i'm, I'm not some of, some of my most intimate emotional exchanges with people have been people that I've had sex with on the first night in the bathroom or the club. Like <laughs> all, all of that True. stuff, all of that stuff is in I've people's been, been. minds. We dress all this stuff up and build all these fairy and That's things. why you've never it, been married. It doesn't have to be well. And, and the one time you was married, that shit didn't work out either. So you can't qualify to tell me nothing about no damn marriage, <laughs> especially a sham of one. Like I was saying, we come for us tonight. Yeah, he coming for us tonight. Like, 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 anybody, like I was anybody, saying, anybody that comes that hard, that's their issue, not mine. Look, at least I tried it, and it lasted for a while, and it didn't work out, and I move on. But I'm but to say friend. that's why I'm not married, not that ain't right either, because I'm you did all the right things, and your ass ain't married either. Well, I'm at the age now where I can make that decision, Q. You've I'm never at the age been... where I can make the same decision, Al. You have never been in a marriage. And you, quiet as it's kept, ain't been in one either. You let me <laughs> damn tell it. Let's go to commercial, it. Claudia. We have a very feisty Q tonight. Okay. Y'all like gonna... Huh? You don't call me a hoe and call Mary Al's marriage to Sham. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break and get it together. We'll be right back with more of this loving episode of TGIF. Be mad. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm your girl Claudia Jordan with Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. We've had a feisty show tonight. Q, do we need to have a talk? I'm I'm grouchy. I don't know why my Xanax went on. What is going on? You and Al don't got on my last nerve. I don't even want to work here no more. I'm done with y'all. You you being mean for no reason tonight. (laughs) I usually be agreeing with a lot of stuff you say, but you've been uh, been an asshole tonight. You done came for me, came for Al. It's Christmas. Uh And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas indeed. (laughs) <laughs> I think he's really I think there's some more emotions that he's willing to be open about Al and he's really he's taking it out on us ain't he yeah I'm not gonna say anything because you know <laughs> it's Christmas and I'm happy he's the one that's not happy and he's got to figure that out on that note we're gonna move on all right y'all a lot of people are also god damn it got feisty though here we are okay a lot of people are steering clear of dating apps because they want to actually meet someone more organically and they you know not really feeling it so what's the most random place that y'all have met someone organically where you're like oh, okay who wants to go Q? um so i agree with that i, I the, the online thing i've never had uh, much luck with. I think on the male side, the online apps always become sex hookup things. You know, they, they may start out as trying to date. Um, I'm very, you know, excuse me, miss, you know, you drop something. 
you see somebody at the gas station, you see somebody at the grocery store. Um, but my most successful encounters have actually been referrals from friends. Those have been my most successful encounters. What's been your longest relationship? Two years. We lived together one, been together two. So were you, were you in love with that one? I don't know. I, 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 um, the fact that I can't say yes is making me say probably not. Um, as best I could be at 23. I mean, I've been in a relationship oh, okay. from 23 years old. Got it. Okay. Al, what do you think about this meeting organically thing? Or are you a fan of the dating apps? Ooh, this is so tough. I say, um, for me, the apps are easier because um, I'm not, I'm not the person that's going to come after you a lot. Like you're, you're going to have to let me know that you're interested in me. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't like dealing with rejection a lot. Um, so I think the apps are much easier because that way someone can see you, you can see them. If you're interested, you say, Hey, we're interested and you start a conversation. Whereas if you're out, you, you know, you have to play that coy type of thing and, and, and you have to like, see if they like you, you know, they have to affirm that you like them, that type of thing. That's kind of weird. Now, the most success that I've had in, in hooking up though, has been at work related type of events. You know, like in New York city, there's always something going on, right? There's always mm -hmm. an event. There's always something to go to. There's an open bar. And, you know, you're just hanging out and talking. And especially when you're young and in New York City, it's like everybody goes to the same spots. And it's like lawyers, doctors, teachers, uh, uh, nurses, everybody just comes and congregates. And you like end up just hanging and talking and that's how you meet. And that's how you end up actually going on another date. And then the next thing you know, that other date turns into, you know, a month or two of dating, so. I tried it online at one time, Tinder. I went out with the person. And he was crazy. He tried to use my car to air to uh to Uber. I'm like, he was just out there trying to just get me. <laughs> he was like, can I let me use your truck and I'm gonna run this? And I was like, wait, what? But um, yeah, I, I prefer the organic way back, you know, of meeting. I just feel like there's nothing that like those sparks you feel when you first meet someone you're both in interested. It's like magical in the right. beginning before you get sick of them six months in. But you know what? In the beginning, and, it's so fun. It's fun. And it's different for us because let's not pretend like your face doesn't come up on a dating app and somebody knows who you are. You know what right. I'm saying? Like our people know who Al Reynolds is. People know who Claudia Jordan is, especially if you're playing on the black side of the app. So that mm -hmm. creates a whole nother situation because it's like, do you like me for real? Or because you do you like me because you're trying to get put on or you just want, you know, the the whatever flowers come along with saying I bagged this person or I got this person's phone number. You know what I'm saying? Then you get into this text exchange and you don't want to say anything too salacious or spicy because you don't know this person and you don't know what's going to end up. And again, they get social clout by saying, oh, look, you know, Claudia Jordan said she's feeling me. I, I have to be careful on those online apps, especially the gay ones. Um, and to Al's point, I just do better in real life because you can't fake or mask chemistry and energy. And when you feel it, you feel it. And when you don't, you don't. It is easy to be a little more suspicious online. And they won't even use, not necessarily the dating apps. They're getting creative using Facebook. I had a guy court me and he studied me for a long time because I put a lot of stuff on my social media. And it, it was just like that. It's something about Mary movie where he knew all the right answers to all my questions. And I thought it was like soulmate type of thing, but really it was just like a research type of thing, mm -hmm. you know? All right, y'all, uh, before we go, we have got a little game of Naughty or Nice, the Christmas dish edition. Uh -oh. All right, y'all. Now, a photo of a traditional Christmas dish will pop up on the screen, and you have to decide if it is naughty or nice. Y'all ready to play this game? Let's do it. Okay. A dish that you eat? Yeah, I think why okay. so. So we got to say if the food is naughty or nice. Okay, let's go. Naughty or nice. Let's go. First one. Nice. Uh-uh. Mm. Naughty. Yeah, that's supposed to be stuffing, but that's the stovetop stuffing that didn't have enough water in it because the cubes are still very <laughs> yeah. solid. That's I recognize like that because I used to use soap. 
Like a bowl full of croutons. I like so top. Okay, next one. Next one. I, nice. ooh, eggnog. I like eggnog. Nice. And that look like the kind with the liquor in it. Nice. Hell yeah. Southern comfort. Al, you an eggnog fan? Yeah, I love it. Anything with alcohol, I'll take it. Okay, next one. Nah, naughty for me. I don't like naughty. those. I'm not a gingerbread person. Oh, those are so nice. Look at the bows and the happy, smiley faces. Yeah, they definitely. Look, they look dry. Y'all yeah. are really I'll do good. a ginger snap, a nice chewy ginger snap. Okay, next one. Okay. Nice. Yes, mm, yes. Yeah, I love I a good ham. ham. Yeah, I love a good Especially ham. with brown sugar on it and yes, pineapple and juice. Crispy at the top to the little crust. I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. next one. I think this next one's my favorite. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah, nice. I will have turkey on a July night. I love, that's my favorite. Okay, next one. It's I'm not bad me, at it. Uh, it's giving me real Boston market teas. <laughs> I'm going to say naughty. Oh, you would know. Yeah. Don't come for Boston market. They make some good yams. He eats Boston market. You don't watch his. You don't watch his uh, he do. Story. Okay. Ne- next one. Ugh. Yeah. Nope. I hate cranberry nope. sauce. Naughty. I'm black. We eat ocean spray out the can, honey. So that's naughty. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last one. Hot chocolate. chocolate. Uh, nice. nice. The peppermint stick is throwing me, but nice. That's what makes it good. Ooh, oh, I've never had it like that pepper. before. Yeah, you got to try it. It makes it like it makes your hot chocolate like pepperminty. Like like going to uh, Starbucks Oh, when you get the hot chocolate peppermint hot chocolate. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, we have a couple days left before Christmas. So I want to thank everyone for watching us on YouTube. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. And again, once again, we can't thank you enough for watching us on the YouTube. Make sure you catch the rerun and add those comments and hit that like button. Stick around. We've got the Black Report up next. Fellas, happy holidays. And I'll see y'all on Christmas Eve. See you on Christmas Eve, guys. Bye, soulmates. Bye. Bye, soulmates.